There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free welcome to guys we fucked <laughs> guys we fucked. guys we fucked i'm christina i'm corinne we're sorry, sorry about, about last night, night. the anti-slut shaming podcast <laughs> i never stop <laughs> Hey, fuckers, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. Uh, today's news item comes from the New York Times, and it's about, this one kills me, it's about Asia Argento, um, who you all know I fucking love. She's been a leader in the Me Too movement. She's besties with Rose McGowan, who's also my bitch, um, and I'm sure she would hate me saying that, which is what makes me love her more. Um, and the article is t- entitled that she made to deal with her own accuser uh and at first i was like oh is this some kind of like weinstein backwards thing um but it's actually about a young actor that she worked with named jimmy bennett um she played his mom in a film when he was like really young and then they remained friends for a long time and um I don't even want to say allegedly because she made a deal. So I guess definitely she they met in a California hotel room uh, two months, two months past his 17th birthday. And she basically like fiddled him like, yeah, she like kind of like went down on him and just like kind of like threw herself on him. Oh, assaulted and, him. Yeah. And at this time, she's, you know, she was a lot. She was 37 at the Ooh. time. So, I mean, <laughs> Damn. It's not funny, but it's just, it's, I laugh because it's so tiring at this point. Um, but I think the thing to learn from this and like, and, and like he tried to, and he kind of kept quiet about it, but it really like he was making a ton of money. He was doing really well as a child actor. And basically, if you look at his um, his like IMDb or whatever, after this incident, you see that he stops kind of appearing, which it could be coincidence or it could be because he was traumatized yeah. by it. I mean, there is a thing that, you know, child actors often don't become adult actors because maybe they're not as cute. They're not, you know, whatever it was special about them. But, you know, he definitely said he was traumatized by the incident, which I know we, t- we talk about um, young women being assaulted a lot, but... I think we've mentioned this before, like almost every boyfriend I've ever had has told me at least one story where like a MILF type person uh, has done something really fucking inappropriate and weird to them. Grope them like a mom's like a mom's older friend or something like that. Everyone. And were they creeped out by it? Yeah, they were definitely creeped out by it. I think probably I think it's not to the extent that a lot of women are. But I also think men are taught to not be creeped out by exactly. that. Exactly. But it definitely, like, when they're telling this story, you're like, oh, I, I, do I need to check in with you? Like, are you okay with that? Because it's just not okay. I mean, there's just no reason a 37-year-old should never be hooking up with a 17-year-old. Yeah. It's just not... Uh, it's not good. I don't know. And it's and it's beyond, like, being judgment, judgy. It's just like, no. Like, at a certain just point, don't. age is not just a number. Age is actually the years that you've spent on the earth learning things and feeling comfortable with yourself. Yeah. So it is something. And it's the age that you should you know act right and be appropriate 
Yeah, and he was kind of quiet about it until she came out so str- as such a strong voice against Harvey Weinstein. And like everything Harvey Weinstein did was disgusting and this has nothing to do with that. Uh, but she tried to sue her and then she ended up paying him like a, a sum of like $380,000. Yeah, he um, asked for like a lot more than that. Didn't he he ask asked for, for mil- like something millions, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and then so she paid him that money, but there was no like in California you, you can't actually pay someone to like sh- hush. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm saying this in layman's terms, but yeah, so there was just a photo of them in bed and the part of that money was like that can't be released. Oh, um, okay. Because she has the copyright to that photo, right? Yeah, so it's like that was like she was basically paying for the copyright, but she wasn't actually paying to hush him. He It was just kind of like going on like a handshake kind of a deal. Like right. if I pay you this, you know, hopefully you won't say Please anything. But of up. course it came out. And I think there's a couple multiple things to learn about this. It's number one, I, you know, I always say like it's like the loudest voices um, in movements like this uh, are always the ones you can't trust um and it's like it, that's hurts because like we're also voices in this but i think well, i it, mean i didn't we go back well we also like bad. tell people um we also like t- you know call ourselves pieces of shit so i think that's oh, helpful yes. i think when you come out as like self-righteous and like you're the best person in the world and you've never done anything wrong but yes. i think another thing is like everyone has skeletons in their closet and if you dig maybe not to this extent i don't have anything hopefully to this not yeah <laughs> hey there's still time um, but you know there's gonna be things that if isolated look real fucking bad uh but this was really this really bummed me out yeah and i was actually kind of glad that anthony bourdain was dead so he didn't see this because he was such he was so so supportive of her yeah Yeah, he wrote a really great article and i was like maybe it all maybe it all came together at the right time anyway hey happy friday today's show sponsored by talkspace this ad always comes at very appropriate times in this podcast Mm. the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time can't imagine fitting another appointment in your life because you're too busy getting payoff money from the lady that touched you inappropriately. That's unfortunate. Well, with Talkspace, therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a message. No commutes, no leaving the office, and no judgments. To match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com GWF. Use code GWF and you get $45 off your first month and you show your support for this show. That's GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Oh, this is... Come uh, see us live. Yes, come see us live, guys. Uh, right now, we're in Dallas, Texas. Yeehaw, sorry. At the, the Addison <laughs> Improv. That's August 23rd, 24th, 25th. And we're doing a Sunday show, too. 23rd, 24th. We are. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to be there in Texas for a while. Oh, yeah, that's... It's because it's Friday. Is there stuff to do there? If so, can you tell us? Outside stuff, preferably. Lakes. Yes. Swimming. It's going to be 100 degrees. (laughs) It's going to be so sweaty. Yes. Edmonton, Alberta, which is in Canada. September 13th through the 15th, Karen and I are going to be at the comic strip. And then in Atlanta, Georgia, October 11th through the 14th, we're going to be at Laughing Skull. We have a bunch of other dates for the rest of the year these are going to be our last bridget bishop including tour chicago dates. which people are excited oh, yeah. about people kept tweeting us about that and i like forgot that we had booked that zany's I did too. gig and yeah. i was like i actually two zany's gigs in two different sections of chicago yeah and i was like 
oh we are going to chicago i know i always forget then, and then i got we, happy yeah yeah i love chicago. I love chicago we're going to chicago and we're also going to rhode island we're actually bringing the guys who fucked the experience back for one night only at the rogue island comedy festival rogue island comedy festival so is so fucking good and you don't want to miss that because that's the, the a one and only uh go to sorry about last night comedy.com slash tours for all of our other dates and uh i'm gonna be on the dl in real life but if you want to hear me more in a week you can always listen to the two less lonely girls podcast we recently went to Haley baldwin's apartment because oh. we've lost our minds and uh yeah that's co-hosted by rosebud baker thank you so much to another sponsor for today's episode me undies give your top drawer the refresher it deserves with a me undies membership Aww. each month me undies will release a new exclusive print made in collaboration with artists and brands that only members get and with special member pricing members will also pay less for everything on the Me Undies website. So if you want a second pair of undies, a bralette, or lounge pants, you'll pay less than anyone else. Best of all, the membership comes with no strings attached, so you can switch styles, skip the month, or cancel at any time, which is so great, especially for people like us because we're always traveling, and then you have like a bunch of things that are laying at your door, so it's mm -hmm. nice to be able to be like, hey, I'm not home this month, but I'll be back next month, and I want my underwear. Give my undies. Uh, I love Me Undies, the underwear. Um, I'm not like a huge underwear wearer. <laughs> You're really not. Uh, so I wear a lot of the other MeUndies pro uh, products. I think my favorite product is the lounge pants. Mm. I love them. And they're so, like, they're really meant for inside, but they're so nice that, like, you can wear them outside. <laughs> like, if you wanted to, you can wear them outside. They have a great elastic band. Like, the flow is good. You feel a little bit like a sexy MC Hammer really liking it. Oh, yeah. Um, they come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love them, just send them back for a full refund. So, guys, to get 15% off your first pair of MeUndies, plus free shipping and a 100% guarantee, you're going to go to MeUndies.com slash GWF. That's MeUndies.com slash GWF. Now that your butt is cradled in me undies, what are you going to cradle them titties with, girl? Third Love, that's what. Using thousands of real women's measurements, Third Love's designs its bras with breast size and shape in mind so that they fit impeccably and even better. And now, since adding 24 new sizes, Third Love offers the most options of any brand. That's a total of 70 sizes, bitches. Find your fit in 60 seconds online. Order and try on at home with Third Love's Fit Finder quiz. It's actually fun and takes less than a minute. No more awkward fitting room experiences. Uh-oh. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you will own, especially if you got tig old bitties like your girl. From premium ultra soft smoothing fabrics to expert design features like straps that don't slip, which truly is a blessing. Uh, the details make the difference. The labels are tagless, which I fucking love. So they ain't itchy. I hate itching my back because of bra tags. Third Love, they don't do that. And because Third Love guarantees a perfect fit, returns and exchanges are free and easy. Talk about your experience with the product. Okay, Third Love, I will. I fucking love them. I think uh, a lot of bras, I'm a 34D and a lot of times I'll buy a bra at a store and it just feels like I'm wearing armor. Like it just, I just feel the bra and Third Love's the only company I've ever worn their bras and it feels like like I'm a regular girl like I don't feel the bra all the time and it's amazing so I'm not just like constantly aware of my titties like everybody else around me third love knows that a perfect bra for uh, has there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they're offering guys we fuck listeners 15% off your first order so go to thirdlove.com t-h-i-r-d 
slash GWF now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash GWF for 15% off today. Third love titties. <laughs> Have at um, it. And we want to welcome a new sponsor to uh, Guys We Fuck podcast, Monster Energy. Roar. Uh, I love Monster Energy. I do. I think it uh, actually, uh, I, I drink it a lot because I'm always fucking tired. Oh, really? Yeah, I drink it all the fucking time. Oh, good. Monster Energy. I drink it all the time. Uh, for many of us, the day doesn't start until we get that morning energy boost. Me too. I'm talking about coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's a new way to enjoy your cup of uh, Joe, thanks to Cafe Monster. Uh, I guess this is if la. like you really, you're really fucking tired, and you're like, you know what, this coffee <laughs> isn't cutting it. Why don't I put some Monster Energy in it? Because I'm just, gonna, I want to just be driving to work like this. I want to slap a baby in the face I'm today. Fucking do this. Are we gonna have this meeting? Are we gonna do this? We will sell this house today. Hi, Tommy. Uh, I don't need cocaine. Uh, available in vanilla, uh, mocha, oh. Uh, Salted caramel. Oui, if you oui. want to do dessert, breakfast, and fucking roid rage all in one, Cafe Monster is shaking up the ready-to-drink coffee category <laughs> with indulgent gourmet coffee that's only 190 calories. That ain't bad. Which is good, because if you're running at 1,000, you need to also be burning more calories yeah, than girl. you were from just like the adrenaline rush in your body. Not to mention, with 150 milligrams of caffeine from coffee beans, B vitamins, that's important, because oh, yeah. that's like real energy. Yeah. And coffee fruit extract, Cafe Monster offers a simplified energy blend that can contains a third less sugar than the leading national brand. That's good. Because a lot of that shit that you're drinking... When it's you, all sugar. When you're going to coffee shops and you're like, I'm this is just my morning tea. boost. Like no and a latte, extra hot though. Like mm. your morning boost shouldn't have whipped cream on it. Like not to judge. Good but call. like I'm gonna say no just like maybe no caf like whipped cream on it or like sprinkles. Uh, <laughs> all chocolate syrup on it, a cherry. Sometimes I see people walking out with stuff. And like you know there's those signs all around town about like don't drink your calories. I know. Like, and then you have some bitch coming out of a Starbucks with it's not only the whipped cream, but it's the drizzle. Yeah. Which Ain't bad, but no, it's not. It's bad for you. you know yeah. I mean? So this is great. You can keep it in your fridge. You can grab one and go. I'm always fucking in a rush. So it's nice to have something that you can just grab. In fact, it's a hundred fewer calories per bottle than the competition, but you'd never know by tasting it. Instead, you get all the same uh, feel and flavor as your local coffee house, and you don't even have to wait in line. Which I just said, which is I just great. did it, and it was a terrifying experience waiting in line for. This oh, waiting in line. Yeah. yeah, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, I like it. I, I actually don't love coffee, so it's good if you can put anything else in it to make it not taste like coffee. True. Uh, and it is convenient because, like, if, you, if you're running so late that you can't open your own refrigerator, refrigerator, take something out, and then put it in your bag, then maybe it's time to have a meeting with a yeah. life coach. So yeah, Look in the mirror. Guys, Cafe Monster. Chill it down. Shake it up. Enjoy. Whoop. Oh, I right. Know. That was a weird sound effect. Perfect. Um, so real quick, I just want to, I, uh, <laughs> you know, we did the uh, <laughs> the uh, rant heard around the world a couple weeks ago about Insatiable, and that oh, was before yeah. the show came out. So I always like to follow up with rants I go on and make sure I wasn't like out of line or incorrect. I mean, so I must have said something because, man, I just commented hearts on Amber Rose's Instagram post one week, and people were angry. Well, it's because you 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 put hearts on the on the um artists that we made fun of i who, mean yeah she's the one who started <clears throat> the uh, change.org 
petition. Yeah, I was, uh, but I read that Amber Rose had like a really long ass caption to accompany this art. Mm-hmm. All the art was, was words on a color. Yeah. That's all it was. Yeah. They were beautiful words, but like I was uh, excited about the caption because I liked what she said. And then everyone's like, you're a cunt. And I'm like, oh, that's not solving the problem, you idiot. Yeah, there's there was a lot of anger, you know, a lot of a lot of people. And by that, I mean to stop listening to the podcast after <laughs> Just two, huh? Yeah, that ain't bad. I mean, two who really, whatever. But I, it, you know, I'm on board for that because I yeah. feel like let's skim, let's skim the fat. Absolutely. <laughs> no pun intended. Fat shaming. Okay. Um, <laughs> I really wasn't. Tr- I see what you did. Really wasn't trying to do that. Well, but hey, it just that's made what you're supposed laugh. to do if you don't want to listen to anything anymore. You stop listening to it and you shut the fuck up. For sure. And a lot of a lot of people uh, who listen to our podcast are like, I don't agree with a lot of what you say. I don't agree with like most yeah. of what you say. But I think that your perspective <laughs> is interesting and like. I listen to lots of people like that. Um, I I had a boyfriend who (laughs) thought that. So, you know, it's like whatever. So I watched Insatiable because a couple people also had messaged me saying like, oh, my God, it's so good. And they were gay guys. So I knew they were right. Um, (laughs) It is so good. And um, as I'm watching it, number one, it's super campy. It's almost like, do you remember that soap opera Passions? It was I've heard of it. It was like a soap opera for young people. So so this Insatiable. Like Jennifer's body kind of. That's what I saw previews on Instagram. Instagram. It looked really good. I would say, oh, it, like to me, it's like like a Desperate Housewives, oh. where it's like a kind of like a, a really well done, but definitely soap opera y mm-hmm. kind of feel. And like it does, it has the campiness of like a Jennifer's Body. Um, oh, I love that. Uh, but it's just like the acting is great. There's really good actors in it. Um, it the storyline is interesting. It's well shot. I love everybody. And every step of the way, like the things that happen to make this girl skinny, like number one, she turns into a terrible person when she gets thin. So it's like, I think we're... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's, Well, the people who wrote that petition, they didn't see the show yet. No, they didn't see it. But I, I was looking up and there's still um, articles about how the fat shaming gets worse when you actually watch the series. No, it doesn't. And, I mean, I haven't watched it it's just a really true reflection on society um, in that you do get treated differently but for the wrong reasons yeah. when you become thin she has this really great best friend character who kind of is telling her like I thought you were beautiful the whole time the main character who gets thin still fucking hates herself and thinks she's ugly mm. and like there's it's it's very complex there's a lot of um, commentary on things that are happening in society and it made me so angry that people might not be watching it um, uh, who weren't actually triggered but heard other people were and just felt felt like the need to fit in because it's so many people who are being affected. It's not just these TV stars. It's like the best boys, the gaffer, the PAs, the caterers. Like there's so many jobs that you're affecting when you just write off a show without ever watching it. Like there's a lot of jobs and people who put their heart and soul into it. And it's also like, would you watch a soap opera and then try to like fuck your dad? Like everything, <laughs> you know, that's what I thought. I was like, if you I fucked my dad's twin, this oh, is no. so over the top and campy. It's like, if you're going to watch this Ugh, and yeah. then, and, and then truly get angry about the plot and yeah. what it's doing to the minds of the viewers potentially in your head. Shut the fuck up. Like you should truly should not be allowed to have a remote control, a Netflix subscription and you need to grow up. Like, it, <sighs> yeah, it, it, like I really, I like really, really truly enjoy the show and I fucking hate TV. Yeah. Yeah. I hate TV and I've been enjoying it so, so, so much. And it's nice to see like some actors that I haven't seen like in a while or at all. Like Alyssa Milano fucking killing oh, yeah, it. I love her. Killing it. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. Netflix is killing it. Yeah. Dude, guys, we fest. Mm. Holy shit. Yeah. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. We had our first ever guys, we fest this past Saturday. Yeah. I got to say, 
I, there was just so much to do. There's just so many little tiny things that I was like panicking about. But it, I, at the end, everything we always do, it's like, it, it'll fucking work itself out. It was so, such a success. Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. Truly. The was- day portion was amazing. We had all these great artists and companies and brands and nonprofit organizations. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually compiling boots. a full list of everyone because I would like to like create a page on our website. Yeah. I'm going to have Mark Johnson do it. Hi, Mark. More Hi, work Mark. for you. Thanks um, for doing the Bind Your Ex booth. Yeah. Mark Johnson at Bionic Egg. Shout out to him. He just donated his time and also free pa- page on our, our website for Guys We Fest. Um, really special thank you to Grant Wolfolk at New Alternatives. Yeah. Um, we did raise half the money for New Alternatives, but like he went above and beyond. Oh my God. That man is an angel. Uh, just helping us to coordinate volunteers and kind of really holding our hands through our first um, nonprofit event because it's very difficult. There's a lot of things and we kind of knew this going into it. We're like, there's going to be a lot of things and money that we don't know, permits and stuff that yeah. we need and we we were, right. we were right. It was actually more than we even thought but somehow we all pulled it off and um, a huge thank you to kind of the, the woman who doesn't get a lot of attention but who got, had just had us calling her name and forwarding her emails and texting her and FaceTiming her all summer. Lauren Ruffner. Yes. She was the previous Sorry About Last Night intern and then we hired her to like kind of be the head under us of Guys We Fest and she just knocked it. Really crushed it. Out of the out of the park. Whatever job she asked for, give it to her, guys. Yeah. If she's really... If you want to hire a badass bitch in the New York City area, um, I know she was interested in like working for like magazines or periodicals, but truly like a really great person um, and... Uh, just really on top of her shit yeah and all the fuckers like this was if you went to the event like this was done entirely by people who listen to the podcast every single volunteer you hired people but even them like i just actually wanted the avi guy just called me about something and he was like thank you so much for like letting me be a a part of this like this was a great experience i would love to work with you guys again yes the graphic design the um the stage managing of the show part and the daytime entertainment i mean every single thing moving the tables putting zip ties around all the chairs so they didn't get messed up every single thing was done by a fucker and it's i I, man i my my i just it was one of the happiest days you know how we talk about like the gay pride parade is like one of my Mm -hmm. favorite days ever because there's just so much like love in the air Mm -hmm. this was like 10 times that because it everyone just worked their ass off we fucking showed up at 7 7 30 in the fucking morning to to be there and then we left at 2 a.m and just everyone had a good fucking attitude and oh god it was just it was just incredible it was it was it exceeded my expectations wildly. Yeah, it was it was it was quite good. Oh, and also heads up, if you guys got one of those free New York Comedy Club passes, uh, <laughs> I realized we were supposed to write GWF or Emilio kind of wanted us to write GWF oh, on them. So, but just if you get if you got one of those passes, number one, it's a seasonal pass, so it's good for multiple shows. You can save it. Um, but if you have a sharpie, just write GWF on it. Or when you make your reservation at New York Comedy Club, um, there's the new location on East Fourth Street. Just say, hey, I got this at Guys We Fest. Yeah, uh, just you know, because they were really nice and they spawned. Sponsored uh, guys, we fest for us, and they've always been very good to us. Yes. Oh God, I just I'm, I'm so excited about that day. And my mom and brother were there. That was very special. And my mom was there. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Die Fi was there. She was like, Oh, whose uh, Randy Travis shirt is that at our thrift store? And I was like, That was mine. I got. <laughs> She's like, Did you actually go to the concert? Because I've been to that concert. I was like, No, I got a thrift store. Oh, my mom loves country <laughs> music. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So our guest. So uh, for this this episode of Guys We Fucked was recorded live. At Guys We Fest mm-hmm. We talk to some fuckers About some stuff And then we bring on Our guests I'm so excited 
that she was able to make it. She is amazing. She is, uh, we give off her credits in the episode, but she is the co-host of a very popular podcast in Kenya called The Spread, where it's uh, they're a platform for sex-positive conversation because uh, the laws there are a lot different and talking about things freely is is a lot different there. And so she opened my eyes to to so many things. I'm so excited for you guys to hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Kaz. This has been a lot of fun, guys. And I'm, are we ready for the live fucking podcast? Thank you so much, guys. We fucked. Without further ado, two really good friends of mine. You all know who they are. Let's bring up the one, the only, Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Yes. This is so fun. Give it up for Amory. Everybody. Good. Oh my God, you Hello, guys. Hello, guys. Yes. Thank you so much for coming out to the first ever Guys We Fest. Yeah. Wow, this is a wonderful, wonderful first turnout. and last. So happy to be here. What a. No, just kidding. Uh, yeah, if you want to take a picture, this is supposed to be like a day without phones. I, I say that as I have my phone in my hand. So if you want to take a picture, take a picture now. And then what Cindy Lauper always says, take a picture now and enjoy the rest of the show. So we'll do some poses for you. And then we're all going to we'll have you, a we'll good do time both. without our phones. Okay? Here's pose one. Okay. Mm, I can't hold this one for long. Okay. It's maybe this one. And if you could make sure to hashtag it body positive, I would appreciate that. Yeah. Please. Like this. <laughs> this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I keep Don't forgetting. Look. Yeah. Oh, my mom's here too, but she expects this from me. One more. Uh, sure. Maybe like a nice one oh, oh. <laughs> where we look like regular. <laughs> I guess like, I can talk. It's a photo. Are you doing like a chipmunk thing or oh, what are you a- doing? Oh, God. Like a miscongeniality? Yeah, I was like, no one's going to post the regular one anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's fine. All okay, right. so at the top of our podcast, usually we read some listener emails, but Thanks. we can do uh, one, maybe two. If anybody in the audience wants to come up and sit in the chair, right. take a mic, and ask us a question, if you need advice, uh, raise your hand. Right. Oh, Best everyone's real bold down. in the emails. So. Your hand went up first, sir. I just saw it. Come on down. Get in the hot seat. Yes. And what happens in Brooklyn Studios stays in Brooklyn Studios. And then so, gets broadcasted to the world. Yeah, get really graphic about you know it. Uh oh. What do you say? You don't know how happy this makes me. It's 
<gasps> well, we have oh, an yes. idea now. Oh, thank you. What's your name? I'm Raymond. Hi, Raymond. Hi. Hi. You have beautiful eyelashes. Thank you very much. Oh my gosh. Well, <gasps> Stop it. <laughs> So. Raymond looked to me for a compliment. I was like, it's not coming. So. <laughs> no, but... You seem very nice, but... I'll compliment you. You had a great butt when you bent. That was oh, great. thank but you. But we were over there and you didn't look, so yeah. that's unfortunate. Well, you know what? I knew you were there, so... <laughs> I knew you were over there getting cocky. <laughs> How can we help you, Raymond? All right, so a friend of mine, my uh, sexual equal over here, is... Um, Whoa. Yes, agreed. Sexual equal? Girlfriend? Yes. I know. We're like, fuck what buddy? does that mean? I don't know. It's, it's yes. more than but a fuck buddy? No, we're... Very good friends. That's way more than everything, right? Sexual equal. I don't think I've ever heard that. Term. I don't have a sexual equal. <laughs> What's it like, Hi, Raymond? Raymond? How are you? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Bold move, Raymond. Raymond. You know I have OCD and I can't touch strangers. Uh, but I did kind of ask, so. Oh, well, I mean, it, no, it's just it's germs. Oh. No one understands so, OCD. So your sexual equal is yeah. sitting in the crowd. Yeah, she actually introduced me to your podcast, and so I binged for about six months. Oh. Every single day. Um, I run a couple different companies, and I have no ability to focus on anything at once. Thanks for dropping that in, Raymond. Uh-huh. <laughs> but not great. No. He was like, so, I was like driving in my so, Lamborghini, and I just like couldn't. So I'm like listen CEO to of like a tech company, and like a nonprofit company, and like a car company. Hi, my name is Raymond. I oh. moved my huge so, cock out of the way, and then I was like, oh, their podcast is so funny. Oh, another company. Oops, forgot about that one. At some point, you'll make me less happy, but I don't know if that's possible. So anyhow, um, so probably like four to five episodes a day, and like oh I've got people asking me what I'm doing, and I'm sitting there just like nothing. Shut up. Raymond's missing. They always think that I'm a Where'd cop Raymond because go? I've got something in my ear. But um, I've noticed a lot of things that I'm like just all over the place of. People that don't want to talk on your show necessarily aren't my fans that don't want to talk about you know sexual issues and different problems that come uh-huh. up in their lives. But I've seen, I've heard things that just blew me away that I would have never. Thank considered, you. Um, and I'm not a podcast like fan, but I have seen um, that a lot of men have started recently. Like, and I'm 40 years old, so to some degree, for me to be on a, a sitting up here with a group that's here, mm-hmm. it's odd probably, but it's helped me a lot because nice. I am the most curious person on earth, especially when it comes to issues that people run into. And my big question to you is the greatest like ability you guys have had that maybe might have surprised you in helping different ones, I mean, that might be outside of the box of your typical you know, fan group. So wait, this is just like we're getting an interview like, for Yeah, Rolling you're interviewing Stone. us. Do you wait, work for the Times? You were up, I don't. I don't have anything. I was, right I was waiting for you to be like, and so I was listening to the podcast, and I really want to get fisted, but it won't go in. No. How do you I'm get it to go too. in? We're good. Yeah, that's, that's the kind fine. of thing. A lot that's of butt plugs, Raymond. I get it. You got to no. go up in size I mean, day it's by dedi- day. Life is dedication. The first 30 times, and after that, you're good. Yeah, that's you. Someone listened to the Asa interview. So wait, what's your question? So outside the box. You guys have had the chance for quite a few, quite a while now to be able to help different people, but there's got to be somebody that stands out that you were kind of like, you know what, we got this email and we answered it and it was fantastic. And I have one. I think yours, mine is different than yours. I think. You go first because i got to think of one. Um, well, after we did uh, the interview with the woman who escaped Orthodox Judaism, yes. um, someone reached out, uh, like a 16-year-old male listener, and... He seemed very desperate, like, and not in like a, not in like a, I want to suck that cock, but I can't way, but just like a, he just seemed like he really needed help uh, immediately because he was stuck in the Orthodox religion. He felt very trapped. And I kind of read into it. I was like, I think he's uh, struggling with his sexuality a bit. 
And so I literally had him, I, I met him outside a bar show because he was 16 and I was like, well, I know I'm not gonna, I, like, I, I'm not gonna be like, come to my house, little boy. Um, that's oh, very that's big great. of you. That's, but that's he's like, great. yeah, no, he I lives like in that. New York, so I was like, this is where I'm going to do a show. Like, just I'll wait outside and I'll, I'll meet you outside. And we kind of started, we became pen pals and I kind of like uh, gave him some different resources and like you know, it went from like I'm straight to I am you know can, you know questioning some things. I don't want to like give a lot about his personal life because he still listens and everything. But uh, and it, I just felt like I'm very big into like noticing one person and helping one person. When it's a big group, I get really overwhelmed. Like I've hidden at parties. Uh, Christina has in the bathroom, me, like in a yeah. bush or in a bathroom. Where's Corinne? Don't worry about it. So that's like a one-on-one uh, relationship. And I still like we still talk to this day. That uh, meant a lot to me. And I felt like it's. I'm so glad that the podcast existed because this is someone who is truly in a world where their parents had a very specific viewpoint. All the classmates, you know, you know, mm-hmm. saying faggot and saying that uh, being homosexual is wrong and just really had no access like couldn't watch movies doesn't have a dvd player his computer is looked over by his parents so like finding this podcast was like Very truly trapped. his <laughs> only hope like hope yeah and i, I like that a lot yeah i didn't awesome. know that story that's a great story did you tell me and i forgot i didn't i don't know if i told you it in like oh, it's like that detail but i oh. told you about him yeah oh, okay cool mm-hmm. Um, well, mine, I have a more recent, um, we recently read an email this past Friday from a, a girl who's, I think she was 23 or something. She can only orgasm to videos of women giving birth. Oh, and awesome. uh, we got so many emails from women yeah, I got who were questions, like, like immediately. oh my God, same. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Specifically, and the similar characteristics, yeah. they don't want to have be pregnant, they don't want to give birth, they don't, and it's not pr- a pregnancy fetish, it's a giving birth. They had so many similarities, yeah. and like, well, shit, there's really, you can't throw anything our way yeah. that somebody else doesn't also experience. Well, they yeah. say if you say it, it exists, so immediately, yeah, yeah but that one I've never said, so, and now I, I know. I, I never thought, I'd ever yeah. say that sentence out loud. I wonder That's how it. many people are now, because of that email, gonna look masturbating good. to childbirth. Yeah, I'm going to go sit down and be like, she said, don't get on your phone. <laughs> Don't do it here, Raymond. <laughs> Raymond, I thought we were judging. I was pretty Raymond, sure I was doing this to be like a no judgment. Ages, I've Raymond. already put myself Raymond. out there a lot already, and not mm. looking for judgment. So. Oh boy. Well, thank you, Raymond, for thank coming you. up and interviewing Again, us. My Appreciate day. it. Thank Keep you. Moisturizing. You, you can leave the mic on the chair. Oh yeah, or oh, there. Yeah, that's also fine. Does anybody else want to come up and need advice on something? One more. You. Yes. Everyone looks so sparkly, thanks to Vicki DeVille's Drag Me booth. Oh, thank you. Thanks to all the wonderful organizations who are here today, too. Yeah. We'll post a list of them so you guys can support um, them. And listeners, you're not here, but we're having so much fucking fun. Yeah, I wish you were here. <laughs> Hi, what's your name? Hi, I'm Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi, nice Emma. Nice to meet you guys. Hi. Thanks for coming out. Um, so I... First of all, I'm really excited to be here because I moved here to New York City on Wednesday. Every day is so, like this. This is like, <laughs> like I'm brand fucking new. Um, but I've been listening to you guys for a while, and I used to be very closed off sexually, and it kind of just like this whole lens sort of opened my eyes to like what's possible. So I'm very proud of myself. I came to this alone today. Yeah. Just to be here. Um, but I, I have a little problem that's a bit of a large problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, 
it's a bit of a uh, legend among my friend group that I am 23 years old and I have never in my life had an orgasm. Mm-hmm. <gasps> it's yeah. not that, it's very common actually. Yeah. See, <laughs> that's the thing, is statistically I know it's very common, but when you tell Doesn't a group matter, of women, though. hey, I'm 23 and I have an orgasm, you get like, oh, oh no, like, you, you haven't okay? lived. Where's the paramedic? Yeah. They orgasm at the thought of you not having an orgasm. Yes. I mean, that's just rude. Literally. Is that what you just did? That's rubbing it in. Chain- yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah, I'll, no t- I'll tell one of my friends, and she's like, oh, I just orgasmed while you were talking right now. Like, that kind of shit. Where that's it's like, a it's rude so, friend. It that's a rude so, friend yeah. and a rare friend. <laughs> it feels so easy to other people. And, like, I've tried with partners, and I've tried by myself, and I mm-hmm. think it's also, like, I like many people here, I'm sure, have had my fair share of panic attacks. Uh, And you know that heartbeat rising feeling that tends to go with an orgasm tends to also go with a bit of a panic attack. Really? Like sometimes... I only... Well, I had like a half a panic attack. I've had a lot of orgasms, so... I've had a it lot does, of both. It does start with it does start yeah. with that. They oh, start the same why way. yours doesn't? Maybe I'm doing it wrong, but <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, think I don't get the heartbeat. Very right. I think that's very. I don't get the right. heartbeat. This is a blowjob repeat for you. <laughs> so, sorry, Mrs. Hutchinson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it but. was a problem I had with blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Corinne. <laughs> Good. What do you do? I mean, what? Because I don't get that feeling. So, I mean, maybe you're thinking about it in a way that's like it has to be a certain way. I think it's because it's been hyped up so much socially mm. by other women and by guys I've been with. Like every guy, of course, wants to be the guy to give you an orgasm. And that, yeah. an orgasm. Oh. It's not on anyone's job. It's not a responsibility. It's not something that's going to get put on your headstone when you die. Right. Made Emma orgasm. Like that's not. Well, a to them it will. Yeah. Possibly. They'll take the thought with them to the grave, yeah. and that means just. It's as like much their sometimes. last thought like a single tear they're like i made her come <laughs> yeah well also 23 isn't that i know it I know. uh in the legend amongst your friends 23 seems old but it's really not that I old i know it's young in the grand scheme it's well just... like when did so when did you start becoming sexually active or um, and or masturbating if those were different when times? i was like 15 16 so like i was kind of a late bloomer in the first place so maybe everything is just bound to bloom like a little because i have friends who like started hooking up with guys when they were like in middle school and for me like my first experience was like well that wasn't your pace yeah it's my own pace and I understand but it's just one of those frustrating things where even a couple times if I get close it's the heartbeat sensation Mm -hmm. it's the something new is happening and then Mm -hmm. my body goes protect yourself fly away panic so you just answered your own question yeah Yeah, so I don't know how I'm trying to snap myself out of it and I don't know yeah but I think sometimes like when you're really uh, stressed about something like trying to snap yourself out of something by pressuring yourself to feel away and kind of I can go back to something uh, Tommy said in his talk back earlier uh, about like forcing yourself to feel something you can't just like after a breakup you can't just be like I'm gonna fucking be happy now you can't just lie in bed and be like I'm gonna orgasm now because like that's stressful that stresses me out Mm -hmm. yeah that gives me anxiety yeah. that gives me anxiety yeah. yeah it's especially if something you've never done before um so you have to kind of like just work into it and i think sitting down and doing something with like well i'm gonna try like playing with myself today mm-hmm. with no expectation yeah. of orgasming i'm just gonna do things that feel good and mess around and then kind of like keep doing that because it's like you're putting all 
you're putting everything in this like orgasm basket or goal yeah. and there's like a lot of there's a lot of fun in the journey <laughs> and I'm sorry for saying oh, that I just Oprah. like I need a thesaurus because I couldn't think of another word for I mean like <laughs> what was I say trip uh, yeah when you whenever you focus too much on something it's like whenever my shoulders hurt I just focus on my feet and then my shoulders stop hurting like yeah. it's, just, it's just that mentality so next time you have partnered sex don't Tell that person, like, hey, the, the end goal is not an orgasm. Yeah. And, We're just going to have fun. Like, I'm with I'm with a person right now who's very supportive of that. And, like, we, it feels good and I have fun and, like, it's great. That's awesome. You know, but for him, it's sort of like every once in a while he's like, so are we going to try today? Or right, you're not trying to have to a come. baby at no. 45. No, like, yeah, this like, I'm, I'm ovulating, Derek. Uh, yeah, I just like, your, your legs are upside it's down. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pouring semen in there uh yeah this is this is this is all so stressful and now it's become this team project and for me like it's much more stressful to do something new in front of somebody else that i have not experienced myself Mm. so i think definitely concentrate on masturbating it's i think we've just yeah you've gotten to like it's an an anxiety based thing which is like so many the problem and i think that's the root of it is it's just like it's a similar sensation to a panic attacky kind of feeling that i've had before right it's just a matter of getting past the wall but I just I can't quite get there so maybe 23 will be the year I don't know but I gotta try something yeah Yeah. just relax do deep breathing and just don't focus on that being the end goal it's like you know like I can't like Herman was saying like doing something in front of somebody else is like I just bought a piano and I play it by myself it's the most amazing time ever but when the second someone else is in the room I'm like yeah Yeah. and I suck at it because (laughs) I don't that's not (laughs) it fucks me up so so I enjoy playing it by myself so play your own Piano. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, I think just don't, um, uh, don't, con- you're, are you concentrating like only on like your clit? Yeah. Like, so try, I think try feeling pleasure Butthole. in other areas. Or even like completely like, like a behind the ears. ear, neck, really? or, like with your partner. You're not going to fully orgasm for that. Although, I did have a boyfriend who said that uh, he sang in a girl's face once and she came, but he had a lot of issues. Was that my ex boyfriend? She's not lie. Yeah, my mom can guess who that is. <laughs> later she'll know um and and uh and, and yeah and so just like pleasure in other places not like overstimulate this or just being like this is gonna work today yeah. you know it's like i've only got an hour it's like stripping you're like a net bending from american beauty yeah. i'm yeah. gonna sell this house today yes, and then she tommy. fucks it up because she's too focused mm-hmm. that's, that's tommy's motto and it's like that old theater trick christina kind of mentioned it like if you know one part hurts i concentrate on another part like if you have full makeup on in theater and you can't touch your face they always say like scratch your hand oh so and then and because your body doesn't really know the yeah. difference, and it like kind of it's just not it doesn't feel as good as scratching like your face, but kind of. it's just a sensation of your body. There's a lot of places on your body that we don't pay attention to because we're so obsessed with the I genitals. Think, yeah, I think I do that. I think I focus too yeah. much on like yeah, pay attention to like your ears. Yeah. yeah, you know, you never know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Words right. to live by. Pay like attention to your the, ears. It's the ears. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Nice to meet you. Is our guest Reti? Is she near? Oh, hi. Okay, okay. Very, I'm very, very, very excited to bring up our guest this evening. Uh, she's known to millions of television viewers across Africa as uh, uh, being part of the hit reality show Project Fame. She's received several accolades, such as Best Afrofusion Artist of the Year, Most Promising Female Artist in Africa. She's the co host of one of the most popular podcasts in Africa with, to talk about uh, sexuality and being sex positive. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kaz. Woo! 
I love how you came from like in the audience as if you're like a plant. I know this is fun. It's like a late night show. Awesome. Hello. Yeah, you go up these stairs. Yeah. Hi, Kaz. Hi, Kaz. How you doing? Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for being with here us today. So, one of the things that you had mentioned in your bio was that there's no sex ed in Africa or in so, Kenya, where you're from. Um, Kenya. Kenya, specifically. <laughs> Which is where I'm from. Yeah. Um, the sex education was removed from the curriculum, so kids. Do you know when? Maybe like five or six years ago. And Who so the that? only, the government, Oh. yeah, so the only sex education that people receive is just like a short clips of if you have sex, you will get gonorrhea and die. Wow, it literally is like the mean girl scene of like, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. So there's a whole generation of people who are growing up with only that in mind. It's like, I'm either going to get pregnant and, you know, out like unwanted pregnancies and disease. That's it. Jeez. And what, so when you grew up, how did you learn about sex? I am very blessed that I was born into a more liberal family. Oh, yes. So my first conversation about sex was with my mother. Uh, but all she said to me was, the ugliest thing in the world is a naked man with socks on. <laughs> <laughs> She's not you wrong. You are blessed. She's not wrong. She's not wrong, guys. Take off your socks, guys. Okay? Not wrong. That, that was it. How old were you? I was... 12. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and did you know, were you like, yeah, mom? I think. <laughs> Tell him. I was like, gee, thanks. And I literally can't get that image out of my head. <laughs> and I'm, I started, when I was young, I was dating older men. How much older? Daddy issues. Um, really, though? Is it daddy issues? Because every, yeah. my dad is the shit, and, like, I love older dudes, so yeah. I don't... Okay. Wow. How much older are we talking? Because so, I've seen some 90-day fiancés that are real weird. Mm, true. Yeah. So I was at 12. I was... My boyfriend at the time was 21. Oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a little... That's a big gap. Yeah, we didn't have sex, young. though, but... How'd you guys meet? Yeah. And what is a 21-year-old... <laughs> Brother's friend. Your brother's my friend? My older brother's friend. My brother did not like that yeah, story. No shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Wait, what'd your parents say? What'd your mom my say? My mom was very easy. For some reason, she never really ever had problems with the things that I did. And most of them were mistakes. Well, right. she let you learn from them? Yes. But is that illegal? 12 it, and 21? Yes, okay, illegal. I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, people are, like, for whatever reason, the government is more, uh, they're not so focused on, like, statutory rape. And, but they are like, they'll focus on other things. Like, hey, you're trying to put out a sex podcast? We're going to arrest mm -hmm. you. Oh, that's nice. Priorities, you know? <laughs> yes, exactly. What did you and your 21-year-old boyfriend do? Like, We just kissed. Aw. Yeah, I once let him, like, touch me over the top. But did you even have, breasts. like, full boobs? Yeah. yeah. No. I had nipples, like, little tiny nipples. And he was like, yeah, yeah half boobs. But he never, <laughs> he was like, I'll take it. He never really pressured me into having sex either. Wow. Like, and what he is would he come doing from... now? Like, what yeah, is... what's he, where, where, where is he? He's got what a family with this guy. He's now married with three kids, I think. To like a regular aged person? Yes. Or... To a really? regular aged person. Did you ever like, but did you ever go back and be like, yo, that was kind of weird? <laughs> so not Really? Really? <laughs> so it just because it just... my next relationship was probably a little bit weirder. Oh, hit what? us, Kaz. What you got? Yeah, what happened, Kaz? Well, 
For, well, compared to the 12-year-old situation. So when I was 16, uh-huh. I had a very hot affair with a man that was much older than me. We're going to need a number. Because there was sex involved. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Um, he must have been 30-something. Late? Mid? Now, see, something about that Mid. makes it is less weird for me because there's just, like, just the idea of, like, even touching a 12-year-old's tits freaks me out. Yeah. I look okay, at 12-year-olds now, and I'm like, you're, yeah. like, five. Because, like, did you feel like you were ready? Or in, like, uh, maybe at the time, did you, in retrospect, did you feel like you were ready? Maybe you were. I don't know. For over-the-top action? For, yeah. Or for just, for like, for dating a 21-year-old man. I, I did, actually. And because, like, n- at that young age, I felt so much more mature and so much more older than mm-hmm. people who were my age. So right. all of my friends were older. Yeah. And all of my partners between the age of 12 and like the age of 18 were also older uh-huh yeah so i kind of always just vibed with older people yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. hear it. yeah I, I do the same i know but like in retrospect were you like that when I was 15, that was weird of that guy not until just now really <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm the first person to say that to you pretty much that's wow. i mean i'm judgment free but not that judgment free <laughs> when i was 15 i was in love with yeah. my english teacher and he was in the his, judgment's his on the guy though not on you. yeah but i like yeah. tried i'm like yeah you want to look hot today and he's like okay yeah which is like but a normal reaction do you do yeah. you know anybody else growing up who had a similar situation with being like that young and having that big of an age difference was that something that was maybe more common? or I'm, I'm, I don't even think I ever thought about it. Huh. Uh, I believe that when I then broke my virginity, or when I f- had sex for the first time, um, I was 14 years old, but the girl who was my friend was about the same age as me, and she was having, she'd been having sex for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. And all of the people that she'd been sleeping with were older as well. They were in their 20s. Mm-hmm. So I uh, suppose get that old D, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, is, when you first started having sex, did you and your friends use condoms? Did you know about contraception since there wasn't much sex ed? We knew about condoms, but that's about all that we knew. Where would you get the condoms? Like just a store? you would hope, because you're young, and probably uh, as a woman or as a little girl. <laughs> You don't go to the store to buy the condoms yourself, so you kind of hope that the guy will come with them. Mm -hmm. And I heard in a podcast that I was listening to, I can't remember which, but somebody was told that the first, like, if you're, when you, when you find that you're comfortable enough to buy your own condoms, and that's when you're old enough to have sex. Oh, I shouldn't have had sex until I was like 22. I was going to say, I guess I'm still not ready. I was kind of embarrassing. Oh, really? No, uh, I, I mean, care. I'm not. I've actually, I don't even know if I've ever purchased them because we get them shipped to Well, our now we get them house for so free. frequently. <laughs> but oh, I would okay. have if yeah. we didn't. Yeah, I guess. So, but just condoms. There was, or a lot of people my age at the time who were having sex were also on the morning after pill, also known as a plan B. Wait, that was their form of birth control? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So, like, was, terrible. was the birth control pill not accessible for? It was, but. Young people or people under the age of 18 didn't want to have to go to the store and buy those. Oh, uh, because you would have to have a parent permission? No. Or is this embarrassing? You can buy it over the counter. It's just <gasps> embarrassing. And also, you, you're 12 or you're 13 or you're 14 and you walk into a pharmacy and ask for birth control pills. It's just like a lot of judgment. Yeah, They yeah. won't sell it to you or whatever. You know, you don't want to have to deal with that stuff. Yeah, especially yeah. at that young of an age. Yeah, I, exactly. ima- I didn't want to buy tampons when I was like 14. I can't imagine buying condoms. Yeah. So what was it about uh, the sex education program in Kenya that got the uh, government to step in and be like, we can't do this anymore? What, do you remember what it was like before? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> I actually can't. 
Um, because I think it's just conversations about sex. They don't want people having those conversations because they believe that the more people talk about sex, the more they're going to want to have sex, mm -hmm. and then the more promiscuous young people are going to be, mm -hmm. which is not the truth. It's not, it's not fact. So a lot of people don't know anything. They don't know any better. They don't know how to be safe and not just physically safe, but emotionally safe. Mm. A lot of young girls are throwing themselves at men um, just because they think it's, well, it feels you know, exciting he, he bought me a drink and now I believe I should fuck him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like their body yeah. is their currency. Yeah, exactly. So, so people don't know any better. When you were younger, before you started having sex, did you have any um, ideas about what it was that were completely inaccurate? Like, I didn't know it was, uh, there was insertion involved until I was in the ninth grade. Oh. Yeah, I just thought you just kind of laid there and <laughs> hugged. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't know if I can remember, I don't know if I have a, like, before sex memory. <gasps> Whoa, cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember life before sex. Life was, what was that? No. Um, I do have a memory of not knowing that, like, I had a vagina. Huh. So I only thought, like when I was little, before I started my period, mm -hmm. I only thought that I had like my urethra, like, you know, where mm -hmm. I peed from. And my mother gave me a tampon. She's, when I started my period, she's like, here's a tampon. She's like, do you want me to help you put it in? I was like, woman, stay the <laughs> fuck away from my vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then I remember going to the bathroom and like unwrapping the tampon and sort of like laying it in between my, <laughs> my vaginal like a hot lips. dog in a bun? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, did that too. And she said to me, <laughs> I thought I was the only she one said who you did should, that. She said, you shouldn't feel it. I'm like, I can feel it. <laughs> it's tricky. How'd you find out that it had to, it had to go in? After sex. Oh. <laughs> Damn. So wait, did you just yeah. walk around with like toilet paper in your underwear after like if you didn't put, or did you put had, the tampon? She you just laid it like, like <laughs> I this. I did. Like and a I hot kinda, dog and a bun. Yeah. <laughs> and I kind of just like, and she said, you're not supposed to feel it. And I'm just like, is it magically supposed to dissolve? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is like, you could always kind of feel it even when you put it in regular way. <laughs> you're like, nah, I always feel it. Really? Sometimes yeah. I do, sometimes I don't. Just sometimes. Depends. Yeah. Depends on the day, you yeah. know what I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So wait, when you first had sex, but you knew the penis went in the vagina, though, right? That's about the same time that I figured <laughs> out that I had a vagina. <laughs> and what was your first reaction to figuring sex out you had a vagina? Sex is painful, Jesus Lord. Yeah. The first, well, it's not always painful, not for everybody. Everybody has a different experience. Mine was, I was 14 years old. It was in the backseat of a car at a club. Um, it, it literally just went in, and then he came, and we were done. How many seconds was it oh, in? Oh, wow. Two or three. Wow. Jeez. But also, it was his first time. Oh, okay, so <laughs> oh. you took each other's virginity. We did. Oh, okay. Now, did you know before you started having sex that it is possible for a man to ejaculate that quickly? And were you uh, upset? Were you like, cool? Were you like, okay. I was glad that it happened in two or three seconds because it was not Hurt. pleasurable. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then I was actually more excited about the story of not being a virgin than I was. I know, right? Else. It's like a band-aid. So I went off. and I told everybody, I'm like, I had sex! <laughs> and I really wanted to be the first one, you know? Oh. I, except my friend who had been fucking around already. I just wanted to be the first one in my class. And I was. <laughs> and was everyone like very, was it like folklore? Was everyone like, like around a campfire? Was they yeah. excited? And, and then he dumped me soon after. Um, uh -huh. Well, I got what he needed. <gasps> oh, sorry guys. Oh. No, yeah, this is groundbreaking news here, at guys. No. How, how old was he? How old was the guy? Uh, fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen-year-old guys—they're really, 
No, they, yeah, they're, they're not known for their monogamy. No, they're not, unfortunately. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, when did you, did you, do you ever have that experience where you, you feel like sleeping, you've slept with somebody too soon? Have you ever thought that? No. So they, so they kind of go away right when you kind of want them to go away. Because I'm like, wait, you're, I thought you loved me. And then they're like, no, yeah. bye. Um, I have the opposite of that feeling. I often sleep with people and then I'm just like, can you leave now? So you're a Corinne. <laughs> well, that's like the, on a day, but like then do you want to like maybe a couple days later see them again or like truly no, you're done? I'm done. I'm done. When uh, I'm done wow. I'm done. Really? So yeah. you never like been heartbroken or like oh, yearned? Oh, no, I've been heartbroken, definitely. But uh, more so in a relationship than a one night stand. Oh, okay. Yeah, so my heartache comes from like a buildup of things happening. Or sometimes, you know, getting into a situation ship. Uh, with somebody and um, you know you're the only person in the relationship who knows that you're in a relationship oh, oh. yeah that's happened before yeah and you're yeah. like oh I thought we were wait when, was, <laughs> yeah. when did that last well, happen to you it's been happening uh, let's see I think the last situationship that I was in was <laughs> um, six or seven years ago oh. and we were together for a year uh-huh. maybe a little bit more and he just sort of never he's like I just don't want to call you my girlfriend maybe mm-hmm. we can just uh, you know just like we're good the way we are how'd you come to that those crossroads of like wait what am I to you like what happened to make you ask that question and demand like what are we so the man that I was with at the time he was very very insecure I mm-hmm. think because he didn't he didn't like it when people spoke to me. Whoa. So in the time that we were together, he never took me out Even much. like your mom? <laughs> Just any male? Like any no- yeah. non-him male? But so bad that like if we were out, which was very rare, I think we went out together three times in total. Mm-hmm. And one time we were out at a club and there was two guys who were standing across and they were looking at me and he got so mad. He's just like, I can't do this. I can't take you out because people stare at you. Whoa. Did you ever get like, to the bottom of that with him? Well, he's very strange. No, we yeah. just kind of talked about his, he, I don't think we ever really got to the bottom of it. He still talk. He still reaches out to me and tells me how much he's still in love with me, even though oh, he's shit. married and has three kids. Oh, oh boy! Yeah, oh, but that's he, a problem. What do you say back? Cool. Uh, I gotta go to the grocery store. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly bye. what I like. Said. I gotta. You just really? <laughs> oh my god, I'm psychic. Yeah. <laughs> gotta go to the bathroom. Bye. Oh my god. Yeah. And did you know? Was there a moment where you knew like this is not normal behavior? Or did you always kind of know? And then you were kind of keeping tabs of the red flags. And then when they added up, you're like, uh, and I gotta go. A lot of the time, I find that in situations where I'm not comfortable, I try to justify the uncomfortability by saying, maybe this is how it's supposed to be. Mm. And then that's what ends up like becoming a long-term situation that you can't get out of or yeah. something that it's easier to stay and it's more comfortable to be in the relationship than it is to leave it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though leaving is better. And yeah. You got to do yeah. it for you, you know? I actually very recently, I think last week, just got over my ex. And it was like... Did something happen or you just woke up one day and you're like, I don't miss him? It was like an accumulation of me telling myself that this person was not good for me. And then knowing very well that this relationship was not good for me. And then just suddenly, like suddenly, it just, I woke up one morning and it was Mm -hmm. gone. 
And the way that I know is that I, I can imagine, if I can imagine him with another woman, mm -hmm. and I'm okay with it, then I'm uh, over him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a good litmus test. <laughs> How long were you with that ex that uh, you got over last week? Uh, we were together for two and some years. It was actually a polyamorous relationship. Oh, Ooh, tell us a little bit about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so how many of, was it one there guy? There was three of us. Three? So, but what, did, only, did you only miss the one or? And that's got to suck for that guy. Right? <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a whole new episode. <laughs> Uh, so he was married, mm -hmm. and I was in a relationship with him and his wife. Right. Okay. <gasps> and did you like both of them? I liked him more. Okay. Yeah. But like the the rules of the relationship were that you, were you sexual with her as well? I was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Were you ever sexual with her separate? No. Or was it always the three. It was of you? always the three. Of was us. it ever just you and him? Oh, a lot. Oh, okay. And was the <laughs> wife like, yeah, you take him. I'm yeah, done. I gotta go to the store. Yeah, because then he would do nights over at my house, and, huh. and then we kind of, um, we formed a stronger bond with, I formed a stronger bond with him than I did with her, and that's, I think, that's why it worked that way. Mm. Um, but it was really nice while it lasted, but then there was issues in the marriage, and then that, that didn't work out so well for me, because then it it would come home to my house and I didn't want it. And So he would come back and be like, man, she just won't wash the dishes. Something and you're like, like I don't care. Yeah. Can we have sex? Yeah. 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 Oh my God, yes. <laughs> I am nailing this interview. <laughs> yes. Wait, the problem was really the dishes? No. Oh, I really <laughs> believe that. And I was like, that doesn't seem like, like a big problem. Yeah. version of the dishes. Right. Well, Did I mean, she ever get jealous? Or I'm just so fascinated with polyamorous relationships. She did a couple of times and we talked about it. Oh, you just you and her? No, the three of us. We oh, would have whoa. those discussions about like, you know, dealing with everything that we were dealing with all the time. The thing about polyamory is that it opened like polyamorous people I think talk more than anything because you have to open up. It's like dissecting your emotions and putting everything on the table and trying to deal with it. Yeah, third party that I can't imagine how much more communication that will require because oh you have to deal with. Did you ever did all three of you ever have sex? Mm -hmm. At the same time? Yes, we did. Oh, that's fun. Was it she was. seeing anyone else on the side? No, she wasn't. Was she allowed to if she wanted to? I don't think so. Yeah, see, that happens. That's a pattern I've been seeing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the guy can go from puss to puss, and the lady's like, just one right. D for me. Yeah. And it's like, do you really want one D for you? She's yeah. like, yeah. Mm. You know, but. <laughs> yeah. And now you are pansexual? I am, yes. What does that. I. There's so many definitions of that that I have heard. So what is your definition of it? What does it mean to you? I'm more attracted to um, people and not the bodies that they wear. Mm -hmm. So I can fall in love with absolutely anybody. That's fun. <laughs> to just walk around like, who am I going to fall in love with yeah, today? today? Yeah, today. Yeah, that's exactly and so it. so is the difference between that and bisexuality, I mean, I heard it defined as like, you just also are including like non-binary non yes. people. Trans, trans, etc. Yeah, yeah. everybody across yeah. the board. Mm -hmm. So you don't need a certain body part to be aroused. No. Basically, is yeah. kind of the difference. Yeah, okay. even though I do get aroused by body parts, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, yeah. some, yeah, you know, if someone's got a great body part, yeah, you know, whatever it is, it's yeah. like I'm gonna peep that. You know, it's like a nice body part. <laughs> Can I touch it? <laughs> <laughs> What's like the most adventurous sexual thing you've ever done? Ooh, thanks for asking. <laughs> I recently discovered that I was very into kink. Oh, do yeah. tell. So, uh, I'm a sub, and I really like being dominated, and I've recently been experimenting with my being a sub, 
um, a couple of weeks ago, I went for an event in New Orleans called Naughty in New Orleans. I don't know if Whoa, you've heard of it. Sounds fun. <laughs> Got some fans. Yeah, she's been. She's been. <laughs> so it's basically an event for swingers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, it's like a weekend excursion of just like swinging. Basically. And did you go by yourself I or did. with a partner? I'm a unicorn. Oh, oh, yeah, the uni- female oh, so unicorns, unicorns can, can just yeah. go to swingers parties? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, girls can always yeah. go. Well, and guys I mean, like, that's the rule in life, usually. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, you the can go one for free. perk we get. Yeah. <laughs> out anywhere. So wait, what'd you Playgrounds. do there? Say again? What'd you do in Naughty Nolans? So I was actually there podcasting, so I was interviewing oh. people, but like the perks, the perks of my job. And there, so they, it's a hotel takeover. And every hotel on the second floor has a playroom. So, just fucking. What? <laughs> Open doors or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. In Open the hallway doors. or? It's like the whole of the second floor. So it's like almost the size of this hall. Wow. And, I feel uh, like a real can... team. <laughs> yeah. We're all and in it's it. kind of divided. It has like subdivisions. And then like ev- there's different rooms. So there's like group rooms. There's couple rooms. Tantra rooms and like different things. Whoa. And then um, there's a room that only has guys. So um, if you want to just go and get fucked, then that's where you go. And but if you're a guy or a girl, can yeah. anybody can go in? Mm-hmm. Anybody okay. can go in. And then there's a dungeon. What? Yes. Yeah, so in the hotel? For people who are into, because it's complete takeover for the, for the convention. Okay, so they like turn the hotel around. They like exactly. decorate it and put stuff in yeah, it. That's so not there was in. a dungeon, like a BDSM dungeon. Damn. And um, uh, one of the people that I was with, um, I was there with a couple called Jet Setting Jasmine and King Noir. And he was um, my... my he and another lady, her name is Marla, and they were my doms. And they kind of just like put a collar around my neck and tied a Fine. chain to my neck and dragged me through the streets of New Orleans and took me to the dungeon and literally just like spanked the living daylights out of my booty. And what were you doing while they were doing that? Were you like... Moaning. Yeah, wow. <laughs> It See, was the most exciting thing that I've ever done. Wow. And did you guys have a conversation about yes. limits? And what was that like? Did Absolutely. you have a safe word? If so, what was so it? Just curious. he asked me if there was anything that I didn't want to do. And I, uh, I said penetration because I didn't want any penetration. And he asked, are you okay with other people touching you? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. So that was it. He said, remember the, the red is stop, yellow is slow down, green is go. So that's Okay, so you would say that if, yeah. if... So I said yellow once. Do you ever say red? No. Damn. Red, red is like just stop, stop it. everything, get out of character, completely oh, just okay. go back to being normal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did, you, did you ever witness anybody else in the scenario, like kind of say their own version of red? Like did you witness anybody no. wanting it to come to... Oh, no. wow. Yeah. Well, what's and going on in the streets beautiful. of New Orleans while you're crawling around on your hands and yeah, knees? Yeah, like what if, I wasn't I wasn't on my hands and knees. Oh, but oh. they're like but you're still on a leash like a leash. Yeah. But yeah. so is anyone like why is that lady on she a okay? leash Girl, or like a Taurus? Right? I feel Wink like once, everyone was Listen, like, I've been to New Orleans. <laughs> it's not that crazy. You know, a lot of places like, this is the craziest place you've ever been. And like, eh, it's just people drinking out of fish bowls. It's not. I feel like. I wasn't amazed. True, right? I, liked, I loved it, but I wasn't like, oh my God, I've seen this people is in crazy. New York City, like one on a leash with a collar and just walking. And, and, but then I'm, I kind of recognize what it is. I'm like, oh, that's a Dom sub thing. Yeah. And I'm assuming they're fine. But yeah. no one was like, you okay? No, not at all. Oh, great. Yeah. Also, I had my phone out and I was taking videos of us. Oh, so you. It was oh, very okay. sexy. Yeah, okay, yeah. Very sexy. And then I was very bruised the next day. Yeah. I, Whoa. My butt was black. Whoa. Blacker. Wait, oh, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
does, and do you like does the pain afterwards do you find erotic sensation in that or no I do oh my god it's so the anticipation much. I would imagine too no it's the pain oh yeah like I love the pain I love it and I think it's because I was trying to sort of figure out why it is that I like pain so much mm-hmm. but in that sexual experience it's the only time where i'm completely focused on what's happening to my body because it's pain mm. so i'm not thinking about oh i need to pay my bills yeah, so it's like Fuck! yeah it forces you to focus yeah and then oh, so you can feel everything so it's the thing with um flogging which is what it's called is that it's a complete it's between pain and pleasure. So there's pain, but then there's also touch and sensation. And the pain really accentuates every kind of pleasure. Wow. So every time there's pain and then there's like a little bit of touch, it's just like... <gasps> That's a good pattern. That sounds mm-hmm. nice. It's orgasmic. Have you ever had a moment um, during being kinky with somebody where it didn't go well or it didn't yes. go... And what? It, how was that handled? Because so. that's a question that gets asked uh, a lot from us and I, I'm just curious oh. about your experience. Yeah. So... And this is how you know what your limits are. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the time, people who are into kink or BDSM are willing to try everything. And then you kind of know, okay, I don't like that. So, for example, I don't like uh, my hands getting tied. I don't like, my, I don't like being restricted by my hands. Mm-hmm. And I don't like humiliation. But I know that because I tried. Okay. So, my ex and I tried to role play where I wanted him to like treat me like us like a I don't know what the word to use is that's not like degrade me almost yeah yeah, yeah. sexually like, degrade you yeah. yeah exactly so he you know and you know just like slap me around and just call me names and like mm-hmm. be mean quote unquote yeah so I didn't like that okay and did you <laughs> did you did you stop it like in the middle or were at the end where you like yeah at that's the, the last time we're I, gonna do I that went one through with it because I wanted to go to see yeah yeah because okay so you were open you were down yeah. to like try new things yeah and when it was done I was just like yeah no no that's not my thing it was but just then, like a no but it wasn't like a like it wasn't like traumatic in any way no. right no, you no, were no, just no. like yeah not, not yeah. for me yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah and uh, you talked about your podcast uh, briefly I want to definitely get into that uh, so how many years ago did you start your podcast <laughs> So we've been running now for two and a half years, about. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you kind of joked about like being arrested, but like, was that was did the government actually get involved with your podcast? They did. What? <laughs> okay, so I would like to hear about that for sure. So we started two and a half years ago, and the picture. If you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, you'll see the picture of she's not currently my co-host, but she was when we started, and. A lot of bloggers started writing about the podcast. It's called The Spread. And we're talked about it saying that it was a TV show called The Spread Podcast. And then the director of the... The CEO of the Kenya Film... Kenya Film Classification Board Mm -hmm. um, heard about it because people were talking about it, but it was because the picture looks sensual and people said that my co-host and I looked like we were lesbians. Which is illegal. Right, Which is in illegal. Kenya. Yeah. So homosexuality is illegal in Kenya. And so he, they actually came after us saying that we were doing a television show that was called The Spread Podcast. <laughs> what? Were you like, bro? Yeah. Think so, about what you just said. Yeah. Like, think about it for what, say it out loud and then listen to it and yeah. then see if so you still I don't think it. anyone knows, like, podcast is just like a filler word. People are just like, oh, let's just put it there. Like, they don't know what it is. <laughs> I feel like because podcasting is, at the time that I started, 
and actually still is a very new form of digital content, digital media yeah. in Kenya. So people weren't and still don't really know too much about podcasting. And so, yeah, they uh, threatened the production company that we were working with, and the production company actually ended up throwing us under the bus and saying, oh, it wasn't our fault, and blah, 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 and pretty much, like, kicked us to the curb. And so, but you still produce, you still do the yeah, podcast, yeah. right? Yeah, I now just... self-produce. Ah, well, so, that's sometimes better. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But it was such a big deal that it, like, uh, the BBC approached us for an interview, and after that, like, the podcast just blew up. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so the, the government helped, the really. Government, yeah. Huh. yeah. Any Jokes on you, It works every time. They often do that. Yeah. My cousin actually just released a film called Rafiki, which was banned in Kenya because it had... It, like it's a story of two girls who fall in love. And so it was banned in Kenya because of the content and them calling it a lesbian film. And it just got so much publicity. Yeah, yeah. And she premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. Oh, wow, that's incredible. <laughs> yes. Why, do, 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 does the government in Kenya say why, do they blame it on religion? Do they use religion Absolutely. as the? Absolutely, okay. yes. Yes, it's definitely about religion. And, you know, it's ungodly, and they're trying to teach people about lesbianism. Lesbianism. <laughs> That's so funny. I so, mean, do, do you, you think people wouldn't know if it wasn't for Rafiki? You'd be like, ah, oh, I had no idea what lesbians were, but then I saw Rafiki. And now, now I know, I and now one. I'm gay. No, I can't stop beating puss. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see, in your, when you were in, in Kenya, like your day-to-day -day life, do you ever see same-sex couples ever holding hands, or is that something that wouldn't even happen because they know the repercussions and what would the repercussions be jail time how much 14 years whoa, whoa. thought you were gonna say days yeah. uh-oh yeah. do you know anybody who's been to prison no i don't personally Fuck. know anybody who's been to prison but i do know of people so i've spoken to lawyers because it was one of the things we had to do to kind of find out if our podcast was in the jurisdiction of like, you know, if we were to talk oh about same-sex relationships or anything queer, like would we get into trouble? Mm. Just talking about the topic or interviewing somebody. So actually talking about it is fine. Um, and being queer in any way is fine. But the, what the law states is, is basically if you're found in the act. Right, so it's like the, some of the weed laws here is like, well, you can have it, but if you smoke it, mm-mm. Yeah. Like it's like, what's the, what, that's so, that doesn't make any you sense. You can't have your cake and eat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, so that's it. And, uh, you know, it's so strange. So what they do is if they suspect, especially with guys, if they suspect that you're gay, then they test you, and how they test you is through anal probing. So you get fucked up the ass to see if you're gay? Exactly. Holy mm. shit. Yeah. So From a guy who works up for the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> he probably loves but his job. I have to say, I have to add on to It's my to one that. chance. <laughs> it's the one, uh, there's been a, we're currently fighting to change the law. It's currently happening, as oh. we speak. And that particular law was repealed. So the anal so probing is no more. As of like a few months ago. Like what are they looking oh for God. anyway? Just yeah. like if it goes in easy? Yeah, or like if the guy smiles? Like what? what are you going to cry during it? 
How do you, if there's a twinkle in his eye when there's a probe up his ass? Like an anal probe is such like, I mean, like, in a, like it's, I feel like it's like. What is it? It's what like, is it even? I only heard about it on South Park, Dildo, honestly. Finger, uh, a you know, what the fuck is it? You know, I thought I it was like alien. a fake alien thing. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought so too. Like, yeah. Do you like, know what, what is actually entailed? That no, I don't. And, but I don't imagine that it's comfortable and, and yeah. I don't imagine that it's. I don't oh, it's forced think. penetration. Exactly. That's terrible. Yeah. It's a violation. It's yes, it is. It's rape. Yeah. So, the, so government the government rapes, rapes you. you to make sure you're not gay. Yeah. It's like, wow. oh, you're fine. Like, how do you fail that test? Uh, yeah. I'm not entirely What do they sure. do for, do they have something that they do for women or are they just like, you have short I... hair? <laughs> yeah. You wear plaid. Are you in comfortable <laughs> shoes? Don't play softball. <laughs> hey. I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. With women, I think it's just like, I don't know if somebody tells the cops. Oh, so it's it's, so it's like the Salem witch trials. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my pretty gosh. Much. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible for a lot of people back home. Oh so my it's, god. So so they just repealed the law, the anal probing. Yes. Uh, if they suspect some a man is homosexual. Yes. So now what do they do if they suspect a man is homosexual? Do you know? No, but we're trying to change. We're currently trying to change the law completely. So that it's like not illegal to exactly. be yourself, basically. Exactly. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And and you also had mentioned that nude photos. Were yeah, because it's it's like um, possessing and sharing like illegal material. So there was actually a story of a guy who lives in a in a town in a city in Kenya called Mombasa, and there was a guy who was arrested for owning DVDs of uh, queerest folk. Mm-hmm. Well, the show. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So stuff like that is de- is like illegal. He was arrested for. He was owning arrested, it. and he was arrested for like possession of like. Like it was a gay court case. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, so no Will and Grace no DVDs. No L word. No. Oh my wow. gosh. Yeah. Oh my god. When what what do you think that, that that must do? I can't imagine what that must do. How that must impact the people who are living in that culture. And I mean, living in fear your whole entire life, living oh my in fear. God. And this is a reason why we do what we do with a podcast is because we would like to give people a place where they can be safe yeah you know so you can tell us how you feel and we are there to reassure you that everything is fine yeah you know? do you and get it's your okay. listeners right into you a lot do you have any yeah. um uh emails that stick out listeners that have, have been through something or have had an issue that really made yeah. you go whoa yeah a few um so people are very kind a lot of young people are very worried about their sexuality there's one young girl who thought that she was pregnant and she was in a panic and she sent an email and she was like, I don't know what to do. Um, this is my story. I went to um, one of these clinics that offer um, services for abortion, which by the way is also illegal, um, but, but it's a blurry line, illegal. Mm, yeah. Okay. And uh, she said that you know, she described her symptoms to the doctor and then he said, yep, you're pregnant and then gave her this pill to take. If you take this pill, then, you know, you will no longer be pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then she, he asked, and she asked him how much the pill cost, and she didn't have enough money to pay for it, so she, she said she would come back the next day. So when she went back the next day, I think after, like, you know, she felt very questiony about the situation, so she asked him for, like, a, you know, um, I don't understand, like, why you haven't, how come you haven't done it, like a pee test or whatever? He's like, he's like, so oh, yeah, there was yeah, no yeah. pregnancy yeah, test yeah, done. He was just yeah. going off. The so symptoms. then he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, pee in the cup. <laughs> I was gonna do it. You just asked first. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. And then she did a pee test, and um, it came back positive. 
he, he was like, yep, it's positive. He didn't show her the test. He didn't and she even... said, I want to see. So he was like, okay. And then he disappeared for like 20 minutes and he came back with like an, what looked like a really old test and showed it to her. And then she, and this whole time, so she's like, now I don't know what to do. And then her I instincts said, were right though. Yeah. Something was up. So yeah. I said to her, okay, first, like if you don't feel, she didn't want to talk to her parents. She didn't want to tell her p partner. So um, I told her to go to the pharmacy and buy, there's like these $1 pregnancy tests. I told her to buy three of those and just check again for herself. And she did, and then she wasn't pregnant. Oh. Wow. What do you yeah. think the doctor's goal is, money? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so not, okay. Wow. And then a lot of the time I find that a lot of these uh, wacky type doctors uh, also sell placebos. So mm -hmm. it's not oh. an actual like um, morning after oh. abortion pill. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. But I, I think those are everywhere. I'm really making Kenya look bad. Well, no, no, no. No, in America, we have fake clinics. I mean, and we, I was in, we were in Philadelphia, and I was walking around with my friends, and there was a Planned Parenthood, and across the street, it was a, I forget exactly what it was called, but it was a, it was a women's health clinic, basically. But the T was a cross, and that's how I knew it was a fake one. They're always next, oh. they're always across the street from an organization like Planned Parenthood. You go in, they make you think you have all these options, and they're very welcoming, yeah. and then they give you pamphlets, and then they just sit there, and they convince you to not the abortion just you can't get an abortion at these places but they make it seem they lure you in by making it seem like you have a choice and then they just convince you otherwise like it, you'd be a terrible person or getting abortion increases your risk of cancer I mean spreading terrible lies I mean the United States is full of just yeah. whack jobs and shitheads and people I mean I, and that's being done in the name of religion of course. You know, so yeah. I mean, there's some God terrible things. God will punish you, happen. you'll go to hell. Yeah, I mean, and, and in terms of like, I know in America, a lot of times there's a statistic that um, I think it's 3% of uh, rapists uh, ever see a day in jail. Is that, what, it, uh, what are the sexual, what sexual assault laws like in <sighs> Kenya? So, first of all, majority of the sexual assault cases don't get reported. Mm. And mostly because a lot of, you don't get the response that you think that you should get when you ask for help. A lot of stories that I've heard, I did a short documentary series called Kenyan Woman where I interviewed different women who talked about their um, sexual trauma or experiences. And a lot of these young girls were talking about how they would go to the police station and the cops would pretty much laugh at them mm -hmm. or just, are you sure it was rape or, you know, what were right. you wearing? Yeah, there's a, a, I mean, there's a lot of stories here. like that here too. So you're yeah. not making Kenya look bad. You're no. just making everyone. <laughs> yeah. We've heard so yeah. many like the stories from women. The police department so young look girls bad. would yeah. much rather just not tell anybody about it. Like right. tell your friend. And even then, you know, you're not so sure and you don't want to tell your parents. I have a similar story actually. For, so for a long time, um, I, was, I was raped when I was 18. And for a long time, I didn't tell anyone. And years later, I don't know why, I just, I thought that I should tell somebody, like, uh, my parents. And it still comes with, like, where were you? Were you drunk? What were you wearing? You really? Know? Really. Your yeah. parents were the first people that you told? No, I had told, I had told a few friends, but then... <sighs> and that was their response? Well, my, and you know the thing is, like, so I didn't report it. And then when you do decide to tell somebody many years later, there's nothing why you can then... Why wait? Yeah. That yeah. always gets thrown out. It's like, well, yeah. why would I risk doing it and reliving it? it's the most common question. It's like, mm -hmm. so why didn't you tell anybody at the time when it happened? Yeah. That's an infuriating... I mean, I, I, I can't understand why someone can't understand that. It's like, yeah. why would you go through all of that trauma 
to possibly get laughed at. I mean, the odds are very high that nothing's going to happen to the person, and then you're just going to have to relive it and keep talking about it with detectives, with with yeah. hospital workers. Like it's yeah. it's just a huge. But the with regards to people like jail time, I think you get more jail time for being gay. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I mean, 14 years was a long time. I, I don't even, I mean, like, in the United States, I don't even think rapists are commonly getting 14 years. No. That's like a serial rapist, and even then... I mean, you gotta rape a lot. I mean, it has to be so obvious. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Rapists do not get jail time, because it's the burden of proof, or the rape kit. Yeah, There's I think backlog, the, rape kits, there's a huge problem in America. Kidding. No, it's very oh, similar no. to just what you just expressed yeah, about no, it's, uh, Kenya. Very similar, I would say. I think only with the Me Too movement is it really changing yeah. uh, at all. Uh, or people are taking it a little more seriously, and even now it's kind of like people are like, "Oh, well, there's too many stories." Like I can't even look at a girl raped? and tell her she's pretty without getting accused. It's like, "Oh, get the fuck over it's yourself." Not about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, with your uh, assault, were you? Was this someone you knew? Yeah, it was somebody I knew. It was so. It was New Year's Eve. Mm. Um, I had gone out. It was this guy had been asking me out for such a long time. And on New Year's Eve, my best friend at the time and I, we didn't have any plans, so we were just like, okay, let's go with him. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up going for like a party and uh, we all had way too much to drink. And he was dropping us home, but on the way home I fell asleep in the car. And I woke up and he was inside me. Oh my uh. goodness. And so I didn't, like, it didn't, I didn't understand what was happening yeah. until, like, maybe five minutes in, and I was like, get the fuck off me. And then I remembered that I was on my period, and I had I actually had my tampon on. Mm. So um, the next day, I called my best friend. I'm like, what the fuck happened? I still hadn't registered what had happened, right? Mm. That, that whole situation took me so long to... That's such oh, a trauma. To, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So I went back home, and I was like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, oh, she said that he had dropped them off, uh, at, I can't remember what the details of the story are, but he pretty much drove off with me asleep in the car. So he must have carried me into his bed or whatever. Mm. And so I have this tampon stuck inside me. And so <laughs> I remember... As if you didn't have enough to worry about at the time. It's oh. like, God damn it. Okay, Jesus. I know I shouldn't be laughing, but... Like, no, no, it's your story. You laugh. You can laugh about your rape all you want. didn't want to. So I remember just like... Having different people try to remove the tampon. Oh, <laughs> were they your girlfriends? It was my, one of them was her, my best friend, and then the other one was this guy who where, where she was saying he's a, he's like my big brother. Yeah, and I was just like, I need your. <laughs> and was he like, okay? He was. Oh, he what was a, so oh, sweet. God rest sweet. his soul. He died a few years ago, but oh, um, yeah. Nice so guy. he tried. Yeah, he tried to remove the tampon, and when that didn't happen, then I ended up going to the hospital, and they had to like. Clamp it out. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh! It's wow. like you, everyone needs someone who will dig for a tampon in their Everybody vagina. Everybody needs. Yes. Do yeah. you have a friend like that? I that because the same thing recently happened to me, and I called my ex boyfriend, and he got it out. Thanks, James. Where are you? He's in here somewhere. <laughs> Shout out. That was really nice. A hero moment. Huh? Do you have somebody who would remove a tampon for you? Would you do it? I don't. Think yeah, I sure. Do. If someone asked me, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Would you do it? You would do it. Oh, yeah, I'll take your tampon Oh, out. thanks, Corinne. I mean, it better be lodged in there. Don't just be like, come in here. <laughs> <laughs> if I see string, I'm going to hey, be Corinne, mad. Hey, Corinne, here's a task for you. <laughs> I know you don't, you know, you're really a gung-ho, can-do attitude. Uh, 
Maybe Christina I have a just challenge trying to for do you. a friendship challenge. <laughs> I can see you maybe doing that, trying to lure me in. Or like, kidding, there's no tampon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. JK, April Fools, that was funny, right? <laughs> Aww. That's really funny. I had one lodged up and I just had to just, just I dug it out myself. I have my you? own tampon remover, but that kind of made me sad that I didn't have someone to call, but I was also nervous. Did I was you then eat a tub of ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. That sounds about right. Yeah. I don't know. I think there, there must be some tricks, like homeopathic tricks, to like get a tampon out. But doesn't eventually though it would exp- it would get out eventually? But I mean, I, I think I, if it it's like an organic one, those just kind of fall apart. Do um, you know what? Sometimes too early. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes when you just put it in. Do you know what in. else uh, can remove a tampon that's been? So I have terrible memory. Terrible, terrible okay. memory. That sometimes I forget to remove the tampon and put in another one. Ooh, oh, yeah. I've done that. Oh, yeah. So when you remove that one, the other one comes out. <gasps> yes, it does, actually. You're absolutely right. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I have terrible memory. I've gone into the shower with like my underwear on or my socks on, and I'm like, wait a sec. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> oh, so like, what? yeah, I've done that a bunch. <laughs> I do that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we got to wrap up now, but uh, how no, can people... F- I'm sorry. It's so much fun talking. Uh, we have to flip this whole room. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there any other is there any other quick story you want to say or, or anything you want to Not that I can think of, I don't think. Okay. Oh, pressure's on. Pressure. It's like the girl with the orgasm. You can't put a lot of pressure on it yeah. cuz then you won't think anything. Yeah, but then yeah, if yeah. we're just in conversation, it's like, oh yeah, stories for days. Yeah, nope. Got nothing. Okay. <laughs> um, and so the spread podcast, uh, where can we find that on social media on iTunes on so uh, we're, if you want to follow us on social media, we're at The Spread Pod on everything across the board. And if you want to listen to the podcast, because you should. It's, it's so on, good. I love it. Thank you. It's on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Play, and on SoundCloud. Okay. Awesome. awesome. Thank you so Thank much you so for much, singing Cass. with us. Thank you. One more thing. Yes. Thank you guys, because oh. when I started my podcast, I reached out to you guys first. I remember that. And I remember that you had, like, you were looking for songs, and you mm-hmm. had a section where yes. you were playing people's songs, and I sent you guys one of my songs. Beautiful song. And that's song. how we got, thank you. So, and that's so how we got very talented <laughs> singer, your beautiful thank voice. You. And that's how we got in touch. So I've been following your podcast, and I got a lot of people onto your podcast back <gasps> Thanks, home Cass. as well. Thank you. So um, I just want to say thank you. Thank you guys for doing what you do, because thank that's you. the reason why I do what I do. And then, thank you. And thank you for continuing the conversation yeah. because that's so fucking important. Absolutely. Guys, thank, thank you. you so much. This has been Guys We Fucked the Anti Slut Shaming Podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Right, thank you. I'm the missing consistent of a hard time making decisions. I'm a mess. And it's not like it's a big confession Hardly worthwhile listen But I tell you this Cause I care about your feelings And I don't want you to get hurt by me And I can't change this is my whole worth I spread my wings and oh I try I'm really just a broken little bird
Love is passionate about the perfect fit and they believe it's time for your bra to fit you, not the other way around. Their collections are designed by women for women, so you will love the way you feel under each and every look. And now they offer over 70 sizes and more than a dozen styles, so you'll find the perfect bra for every moment and every outfit. Get 15% off your first purchase by going to thirdlove.com slash GWF today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.